Learn the most advanced recruiting techniques. Land the most desirable talent. Launch your company towards massive success. This is the Higher Power Radio Show with Rick Gerard. Want to build an outstanding company? Start by caring about your people. When you really care about your employees, it transfers to your customers and your business. I'm Rick Gerard, and welcome to the Higher Power Radio Show. Our mission is to discuss and deconstruct insights from top performing entrepreneurs and industry experts. Every week, we uncover tested tactical solutions to solve your company's most difficult hiring challenges. So this is the first episode of the new year. Happy New Year, everybody. Today, we have a very special guest kicking us off for the year, and his name is Paul David. Paul is the CEO of Identified Talent Solutions. Paul, um, based in Irvine, California, he's uh, Identified Talent Solutions is a recruitment and human resources consulting firm. Paul himself has been featured in numerous business publications. Uh, his firm has been named one of the fastest growing private companies by the Orange County Business Journal and is listed in the Inc. 500. Impressive, my man. Thank you. I like it. Thank you. Thank you. Um, as the annual list of America's fastest growing private companies. Paul, great job, and, and welcome to the Higher Power Radio Show today. Thanks, uh, Rick. I really uh, appreciate you uh, having me on. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. A pleasure to have you, and thank you for being our first guest of the new year. Um, so I want to cover kind of the what, why, and how of caring about your people. I think it's a good place to start this year, especially with New Year's resolutions, um, new goals. <laughs> so let, let's start with this. So let's let's talk a little bit about what does it mean to actually care about your people? Well, you know, well, first, Rick, thanks for uh, letting me kick off your year. Hopefully I do it justice and uh, get the ball rolling. Oh, you'll in the, do in a the great right job. Direction, I'm, I'm pretty... But... <laughs> I'm pretty but, sure of that. But to answer your question about caring, I mean, it's simple, right? It's it's you got to care about your employees, right? Yeah. And, and there's really no uh, there's no there's no really complicated answer. You just got to care about them. And it, it, you know what does that mean? It's uh, well, one you got to know them, right? You, yeah. you got to engage in conversation with them. Absolutely. Uh, I think there's this really great quote by uh, Theodore Roosevelt that said that uh, uh, people don't care about how much you know unless they know how much you care, right? And a lot of it so is just very true. That's a it, Bam! Great quote. <laughs> so I mean, look at you're already adding value. You're hey, quite I'm, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying my best, but but that that's exactly it. I think a leader's the importance of a leader is not just to lead them in the direction of the vision or the mission of a company, but it's also the import. It's also important that they lead them in the vision and the creation and the dreams of that individual person. Yeah. And the only way that you can do that is actually get to know them, engage on who they are, and look at them for not just the employee that is working for you or not just the vendor or the customer or whatever, but what is your actual goals? Not, not just in business, but what's your goals in life? What do you want to know? You know, so. And, and, and really this foster goes down to kind of culture too, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so you've got a culture, even with a large culture, I mean, you, you've got to, you've got to start caring about you. Yeah. yeah. Your people and your people have to start caring about those people and it's got to start where? It, it, it has to start with leadership. Yeah. It absolutely has to start with leadership. I mean, you know, I think uh, too many times we talk about culture in, in organizations and what yeah. they do is they're like, okay, well, uh, culture, we have this really great culture that we provide snacks, uh, you know, uh, uh, we provide snacks all day and free dry cleaning and you can play ping pong and all that stuff. That's not culture. Those are called perks. Yeah. Right? Those are and, nice to have. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. Wh and what really it is, 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 is culture how it permeates through, through the 
and it's weird to say this because it's the mind, body, and soul of the actual company. Yeah. How does it permeate through it? Yeah. And does that resonate your mission statement, right? And that does that resonate who you are as a leader? You and, know? and by the way, those perks, which are great things too, are really designed to keep you there longer. <laughs> You, you know, it's funny. I, I have a client. They're like, yeah, we give, him, we give him free lunch. I'm like, well, how much does that cost you on production time? Because, like, you know, if I spend if I spend uh, $2,000 on lunch, yeah, well, they've already factored that that increases production by $10,000 $10, just for that, you know, that lunch, that spending $2,000. So it, it's it, it's not really a perk. It's actually just to keep them in, yeah, in the shop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so, okay, does that does that really show carrying? I I don't know. I mean, you know, feeding people, I think, is a piece of it if you're doing it from the right perspective. But but really, what what is caring? Caring is listening and understanding what those people need. It is. It is. I, I think, uh, you know, uh, part of this conversation, I think you said it best. We got we got two ears and one mouth. Use, use the equation. You know, yeah. so yeah. I think, uh, you know, you're 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 a very accomplished uh, business person yourself, too. And you have a lot of clients. And I think. I think uh, I think if you didn't exactly know the client needs, uh, then you wouldn't know how to uh, fulfill uh, what they're looking for. And I think that's yeah. the same thing with employees. If you don't know what their goals or accomplishments are within the company or even outside, if you want to take it a step further, to be quite honest with you, then how are you supposed to uh, get them to be high-performing employees? Yeah, and you know I think it's important to to take this a step further. So why is it really important for you to care about your employees? From a ownership perspective, you should care about your employees just because even if you're not that great of a person, <laughs> right, it does affect your bottom line. Well, th th there's no problem with that here in this table. <laughs> no, I, I think we're wonderful people. And actually, our engineer Paul's a wonderful guy. Uh, yeah, he is a wonderful but, you know, guy. <laughs> the, the, the CEO of Uber is not such a wonderful guy, right? It, it, it does have great technology. Or the former it? CEO, I should say. <laughs> Um, you know, he's got a bad rap. So, like, you know, it does affect your bottom line. Right. You, you and if that's what you're focusing on in your business is bottom line, I mean, just think of it from that perspective. Right. I, I, th I think you asked the question, why, why is it important to care? Because, I mean, if you don't care about your employees, how are they supposed to care about your company? How are they supposed to care about your, your customers? How are they supposed to care about each other? Yeah. You know? So, I think everything uh, permeates from the top down. Well, and I think it's important you care about yourself. Yeah. Well, you do. As yeah. a leader. Right. Right. You know, you, you've got to be able to foster your growth and you, you've got to be able to provide provide more than just, hey, you know, we need to get this work done, right? <laughs> right. And, and it's really hard as a business owner. And I know you can attest to this because I've had this problem too where, and I've made these mistakes where, man, you're just focused on production, 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 and you've got clients yelling at you and, yeah. and, and you've got to make the time to listen. Right. You know? And then you get somebody who kind of comes to you and says, well, guess what? I'm not happy. I'm leaving. Right. Right. And uh, it comes out of left field for you, but all the signs and everything was there. You just weren't listening. Right. No, 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 that's, that, that's, that's absolutely right. I mean, it's like, you know, I, I did a, I did an article not too long ago on, on Inc magazine and they asked me, uh, they asked me a question and basically my quote was like, you know, uh, it, it, it's not the, it's not the product or services that build the company. It's the people. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So, it, it, you know, uh, Apple has really great phones, uh, but uh, they wouldn't fly off the shelves. They wouldn't be made without great people in them. So, so, very true. so we really need to make sure that we're focusing on, uh, you know, uh, the fulfillment of the people. They, you know, a, a recent study that was done was is showing that a lot of employees lack fulfillment. It, it's, not, it's not about the pay or the money or anything like that. It's yeah. just they lack fulfillment in the job. Right? And, and that stems from, like, everybody complains about millennials. We had somebody yeah. on the show last week complain, you know, about, or prior to the new year, about talking about millennials. And she's the millennial whisperer, and she right. understands them really well. But, you know, even up to 
our age, I mean, it starts to become more important. Mm -hmm. You know, fulfillment is such a big thing. Right. And if you care about people's fulfillment, they will thrive and your company will grow. Right. You know, it, it's, uh, yeah. I might be getting off topic here, but it, it, it sparked something. I was, uh, I was at this, uh, 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 like, kind of private Tony Robbins uh, 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 conference on, uh, on Monday. And then, That's because uh, you're a baller. No, <laughs> I don't know about that. But, <laughs> but he, t he talked to Tony Robbins. <laughs> well, it wasn't private. It was like, you know, like he does those big shows. But, you know, it was, uh, I, it, I was yeah. invited. I was Got invited. It. I was invited. So, um, That's okay. But, um, but what he talked about was he, we lost this national treasure. And the national treasure was named as Robin Williams, right? Huh? And okay. then, you know, and he asked people to raise their hands. or like, hey, raise, raise your hands if you really, really love Tony Robbins. And like half the room raised their hands because he was, he was an incredible actor. He was incredible what, what he did. But then he killed himself, right? So he had all these accomplishments. Oh, I Robin mean, Williams. Robin Williams. Okay, got it. Yeah. You said Tony Robbins. <laughs> oh, no, no, Robin Williams. Right. Yeah, so he was, talking okay. about, he was talking about, he was talking about uh, Robin Williams. Got it. That we lost okay. his national treasure. Got it. Um, not Tony Robbins. He's alive and well. <laughs> uh, I don't want people like, <laughs> yeah, sending me messages going, hey, when did Tony Robbins No, no. Okay. So, uh, Robin Williams. And he okay. had all these accomplishments and yeah. yet he didn't feel fulfilled. So uh, accomplishment and success without fulfillment doesn't really mean anything. Ooh. Boom, there's a teachable moment. <laughs> I, I'm going to steal that one from Rick Franzi. Show. I, you know what? Uh, it is patented, so I get uh, I get a royalty every time nice. you uh, put it on the show. Nice. <laughs> All right. So, you know, again, why it's important. I mean, it does affect your bottom line. In, you know, engagement, productivity, people, you know, coming into an environment where people are happy and they want to be there. Yeah. It's so much better than walking into an environment where people have their hoodies on, their heads down, they want to talk to you. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Or they look like they're busy when you go walking by. Yeah, absolutely. I, I've met with clients like that where you walk into the environment and they're telling you about how great their culture is. <clears throat> you go in, and as soon as like the the leader of the company kind of walks, starts walking by, they look really busy and they oh pick up the phone. And they, <laughs> they don't want to engage. Right, right. Know? And and, and uh, you know that's just not. That's just not a good environment. It, it's, you don't have the loyalty. It's you know? not. I, I, you know, uh, it, it, I don't think, I don't think it's, uh, I think it's really a shame that, you know, you know, I'm in human resource consulting. And I think it's really a shame that, you know, uh, a lot of employees joke about like, oh my gosh, it's human resources. You know, are they yeah. carrying around a box, you know, and why do they cower and get scared every time a human resource person comes by? You know, I it, know they're supposed to be there to help, right? Well, human yeah. resources are there to manage the talent and the and the people of the company. Yeah. The last thing that the talent and the people of a company need to be scared of are the people that are supposed to be working for those people. So true. Right. So yeah. it's 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 and it, lot, most human resource people that I meet are nice people. They're they're nice people, right? They're they nice. Get, they get a bad rap. They, they do, know. and I, I I'm sorry they get that, but yeah. you know I, I I don't know if uh, if people agree with me, but if if an employee base is scared of a human resource department within a company, that's really something that you need to take a look at yeah. because they should not be scared of human resources. And know? I will tell you that comes from the top down. Yeah, that does come from the top down. Yeah. That's so, right. I mean, if they're scared of human resources, they're also scared usually of the leadership. Uh, absolutely. All right. So we're going to take a quick break. We're talking to Paul David, CEO of Identified Talent Solutions. When we come back, well, actually, what we've been talking about so far is why it's important to care about your employees care about when we come back now we're going to give you some ideas how to apply some of this to your business um and where it starts we'll be right back you're listening to higher power with rick gerard giving you access to recruiting techniques that will help you hire key talent to build your company towards real success 
Rick is a recruiting executive and entrepreneur who's been successfully recruiting in the aggressive Silicon Valley technology landscape for the past two decades. After a very successful stint at Apogee, he founded Stride Search in 2012. Based on a lean efficiency model, Stride has uniquely positioned itself as a leader in retained search for the most critical talent hires within a small organization. Whether you're a startup executive or recruiting professional, by listening to Hire Power with Rick Gerard, you will walk away with skills to help you attract and hire great talent. Now back to Higher Power with Rick Gerard. And welcome back to the Higher Power Radio Show. I'm your host, Rick Gerard, And today our guest is Paul David, CEO of Identified Talent Solutions, an Inc. 500 company. Super impressive. I'm jealous. <laughs> <laughs> so we just discussed um, why it's important to care for your employees and, and kind of the, the reasons, well, actually, the, the bad things that happen if you don't, right? Um, so now we're going to share with our audience kind of how we can apply this to our business. Um, let's, let's share with them some ideas on how to start caring about your employees, starting with leadership, right? Right. Um, yeah, it's always, uh, anytime you run a company, anytime you run a business, anytime you run a department, anytime you run in any person, yeah. I mean, even your household. I mean, like, we, we, we don't have to stop at just a business. I mean, this is a relationship thing. So, yeah. like, even, you know, we're not talking about the household, but even in the household, <clears throat> Leaders need to be able to care about their people. And, and uh, I guess, how do you apply that to your business? Well, first thing is, you again, it's, it's, there's not rocket science. You just start caring about the person. So, you know, <clears throat> and, and here's the thing. Um, th- there's, too, there's, there's such thing as too much caring. Oh, yeah. You know, you can right. overcare about right. people, right. especially when you care about people who don't care about themselves. That's right. kind of a tough scenario. Right. Um, so there's some of that management of caring that needs to <laughs> kind of take place. Right? That, that's we're fun. getting really deep here. Yeah, no, no, that's funny that you said that. I had a mentor a long time ago when I was I was younger, uh, and he said like, "Hey, you know what? Care, just don't care that much." And I'm like, all these years, I'm like, what the hell does, what does that, that mean? mean? What I mean, after all these years, I'm like, what do you mean? Like, not care that much? So like, not care at all? And I couldn't translate that. But you, you touch a point that's actually absolutely accurate. <clears throat> you can only care as much as that other that employee that other person is willing to give you back right yeah. you can give all your heart but you can't want it more more than they want it themselves yeah and that's where your barrier stops right if you give if you know that you gave 100 percent of all your efforts and they're still not moving well then you you did you did what you could you know i have a i have a friend who's a social worker and, and he works with kids yeah. um and who who have you know foster kids and stuff like that yeah and you know he tells them and and I, I thought that was really, really powerful. He said, you know, I'm here to support you and I care for you, but nobody's going to work harder on yourself than you are. Yeah. I'm not working harder than you are for mm-hmm. you. And, and so I think that's, um, that's kind of like the, I guess that boundary line that you have to set. Right. 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 <clears throat> I, 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 you know, uh, again, that's, that's a really great point, Rick. I think, uh, I think as uh, leaders too, uh, we have to constantly improve ourselves, right? Yeah. We can't ask of our employees if we're not willing to do it ourselves, right? If, we, if we ask them to go through the fire, we have to be, we have to be right there with them or sometimes in front of them. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of, and I've made the mistake of actually asking them to go through the fire in the past and then pushing them through first. <laughs> right. 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 You've got to be a, willing to walk through hand in hand, right? right like, right. hey, go through the fire. Let me know how it is over there. <laughs> right. um, you know, that's, that was one of my mistakes that I think that I've made a couple times in my, in my, you know, maturing of a, a leader, you know? Yeah. So let's start. Where does this start? Okay. So in my mind, uh, caring about people really starts at the interview process, mm-hmm. right? And I feel like um, uh, 
the interview process, and I talk about this quite a bit, is, is very transactional. It's very, hey, we have a need. You want to do it? Here's some money. Boom. Right. right? And um, for some situations, that's great. But when when you're when you're trying to build a culture and when you're trying to build a company that's going to where where everybody's critical, it's kind of the wrong way to do it. Right. I mean, you really have to invest that time up front with that person, showing them that you care about them as a person right right I, I you know when you start talking about it, it's it's from the top uh, it's from the top down yeah. uh, first you know uh, when we're going through those interview process we you know I think there's a lot of situations that I get into with hiring managers or you know with leaders which I don't even know if they know what their defined culture is right yeah. so if they're gonna try to Ooh, uh, to yeah. analyze if they're gonna try to go through an interview process and we're like hey I'm going to tell you about our culture and they don't really know what their culture is then how are they going to stay congruent through that interview process through the time of hire, through the time of employment, and then the time of fire? I mean, like, how does they stay Well, how are they going to know what kind of person is going to fit? Right. If you don't know your foundation, how are you going to build a base? Right. And who who is doing the job of propagating that within their within their company, right? Yeah. That culture needs to be permeated through 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 the top all the way down so everyone's echoing the same thing. Yeah. So, and, and, that, and what that takes is that takes constant emotional... Uh, uh, emotional involvement and repetition. You have to constantly put out what does this company stand for? Yeah. Who? Uh, what are we trying to achieve? What are their goals? And uh, and what are we going to do of service to the rest of the people? And that has to be the culture, you know. And, and again, that's thrown back on leadership. And yeah, it is. Yeah. And then when you get into this interview process, it's like, how do you know that this candidate is a culture fit if you don't know what the culture is? That happens far too often. Right. They make hiring decisions based on skills. Absolutely. The, yeah. So it becomes like, you know, a menu. It's like, yeah. okay, do you have lettuce? Do you have cheese? <laughs> do you have two buns and a sesame seed, you know, bun? I mean, like, okay, yeah, he, he has that. He, he must he must yeah. be great. We, we should hire him. And that's exactly yeah. right. No mayo. Uh, he doesn't have mayo, though, but we can we can work with it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a big fan of mayo. So <laughs> you're not going to get an argument from me. But the burger doesn't do much for me since I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll get a buka burger. <laughs> that's a gross. <laughs> Oh, I didn't say that on air, did I? <laughs> um, anyway, so investing your time to get to know the person. I think in the interview process, it's really important that you find out about what the person's kind of um, issues are with their current role, where, where they're looking to go and grow in their career, mm -hmm. and, and see if it fits with what your opportunity is. Right, right. And, and you know, uh, the approach that we take, uh, either if we're interviewing for our own uh, company or if we're interviewing for a different company, one, mm -hmm. we obviously have to understand the culture. Yeah. But the thing is, like, we have to understand that you know, we need to come from a place with what could our company give to this person that's actually uh, interviewing. Yeah. Right? Because a lot of times what happens is, is, a, is an employer takes a standpoint of what are you going to give to me? OK, what what kind of skill sets, what kind of uh, what kind of what kind of uh, uh, work are you going to add to my business? And that doesn't work in a competitive it, work environment it, anymore. It doesn't. We no. need to figure out, OK, so this is the goal of the employee. This is the goal of the, the candidate that's interviewing. This is what they want to create in their career. This is what they want to do. This is what they want to work. Yeah. Now, could my company or the, the department or what have you offer that to the, to the candidate? If it can, then fantastic. Let's move forward. But if yeah. it can't. Then let's evaluate. Then we need to be honest fit. about it. Absolutely. And, then, and again, you're listening to what that person wants, and you're just being honest with yourself about. It. Look at you don't want you don't need to make bad hires, people. Right. You don't make good hires. It it costs less. It costs <laughs> it, so much less. Then you don't have to hire recruiters like us yeah. all the time to refill your bad hires. Yeah. Know? Yeah. So and then you know what? Okay. And then you know just to we we end up taking the rap for it, right? Uh, so a company makes a bad hire. Right. And, and it's not the recruiter's fault. 
they're just providing. It's absolutely our fault. Yeah. We should know in the matter of like, you know, uh, an hour and a half conversation, if this girl, if this girl or guy is going to perform to the best of their ability through the next five years, we need to know that at, in, in an hour conversation. It is our fault. Okay. You know, I'm being facetious though. Right. You know, you know, you know, I'm, I, uh, I will, <laughs> you know, it actually, it's shared responsibility because I think uh, as a recruiter, you should know your candidate well enough to be able to present them, um, to know where, that there's a fit, that right. there's an ability, but ultimately what it does come down to is that if it's a transactional process, which most recruiting transactions are, then you have a situation where it's, I'm just trying to get resumes to you. Right. And you're going to make an hire and I just want to make my money. Right. And, and again, you know, it's his fault because he got us the candidate that didn't stick. Right. right. So that's, I think, put, I think you could, I think you uh, could, I think environment uh, it is a shared responsibility. You know, when a recruiter, uh, is gives a gives a candidate to uh, to a company or a client or or even our internal company. Mm -hmm. uh, we go based on what we're told, and sure. we go based on uh, what they're looking for. Right, we, yeah. we, we find the right candidate. But once they're in that environment, I mean, like you can you can take some of the some of the most incredible CEOs of of Fortune fifty companies and put them into a bad environment, and they're gonna fail. You know, it's it it it's it, it's 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 not it. Usually, the reason people fail is because of the environment they get into. Yeah, and, and whether or not they have the ability to change that environment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because you know, again, it, I think if you took CEOs, they would probably gut it and redo it. You know, they would re replicate what worked. Right. But if you took somebody who's maybe at a director level and they're really good and they get to, into a, a team of you know, a, a toxic environment, right? They're going to fail. Right. I, mean, I, I guess what I, what I mean is like, you know, you, you yeah. mentioned that I, I run a Inc 500 company. I, I do. We grew uh, almost 1400% in like, the last three years. Like that plug. <laughs> yeah. Like that. I'm 1400% I'm <laughs> in the last three years. Um, but if, if you take me uh, standing at, uh, uh, I'm going to say five, seven, I'm really five, six, but, um, and, and put me in an NBA basketball court with the, you know, uh, I'm probably going to fail, you know, can you jump high though? No. Oh, okay. No. Well, then you probably will. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. If I mean, you can't I'm, dunk. There's really no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if that's the best example, but I, okay. what environment really? Is, I get your uh, analogy. It's, it's really important. So, um, so the other thing, okay, so starting at the interview, getting to know the person is really important. Okay. Now, the other thing is really important is make sure you have an interview structure mm -hmm. that is, um, that is bringing to the surface the truth about the candidate. Yeah. Right. You, you want to get rid of those canned answers, like, where do you want to be in five years? Well, sure. I want to be in your job. You know, right. you, want to, and you, want to, you want to ask behavioral questions that will actually give you insight onto how that person will essentially uh, do in your role, how they're congruent with your culture, how they're sure. congruent with how they're going to handle customers or sure. whatever they need to do, rather than and dig deeper on those. And when you... When you listen to people and you have them tell you about things, okay, well, great. How did you handle that? And, you know, were there any other avenues that you thought that you might have took? Why didn't you try this? And you make it a discussion. Mm -hmm. That shows that you care about that person, too. Yeah, absolutely. You know, those type of questions, when, you, and you, when, you're, when you're really listening and, and delving into how somebody solves problems, again, it's showing that you care. Right. Right. And, and, you know, just changing that little piece is, I think, something that every company should implement into their interview process. Yeah. No, I, I absolutely agree yeah. with, with, with what you're saying. And then I think the final thing is, as you're, as you're 
looking at and evaluating a candidate, and you mentioned this before, uh-huh. you want to focus on a how you're going to how they're going to be able to grow. Mm-hmm. If they can grow in your organization and and they're a good fit, then that's probably going to be a good hire. Right. But if they if they're going to do the same thing they did in their current job in your new job, why would you want to hire them? So you're saying why would you want to hire a person if uh, if they're if there's no growth opportunity? <laughs> I mean, they, why, why why the the the, the reason I'm confused is why why would you want to hire someone if there's no growth in that opportunity? That, that's I mean, what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean the the reason the the only reason that you would want to hire someone if there's no growth is someone just wants to go in there and just do some work, collect a paycheck, and go home. Yeah. But are you going to have a high high a performing uh, uh, employee at that point, or a high-performing person at that point, probably yeah. not. They're just there to collect a paycheck. Again, and and that's that's good for some organizations, not yeah. good if you're trying to grow. Companies. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's my point. Yeah. So, awesome. So, and with that, we're we're just about out of time for today's <laughs> show. It goes by so quickly. <laughs> Paul, I want to thank you for your time investment today, and in, in in welcome to the Higher Power Radio community. Thank you for being on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me, Rick. Really. Appreciate now, it. I'm sure that some of our listeners are definitely want to get in touch with you um do you want to tell a little bit about um identified talent real quickly and um how somebody can reach you yeah uh identifiedtalent.com uh you know uh, you can you can uh, our general email is uh, identified at identifiedtalent.com uh, and uh, with it identified with yeah the ID at the end. yeah identified yeah. so past tense identified like we've already identified you so, oh, I see you're going <laughs> so yeah. And what do you guys specialize in? Uh, we are ninety percent on a healthcare vertical, so nice. uh, non clinical and clinician. So uh, basically, every hospital in Orange County we work with, and soon to be global. Yes, that 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 is that is the goal. <laughs> All right, and then uh, people can also follow you on Instagram, right? Yeah, uh, uh, I have. Uh, you have like a million followers or something? No, I no 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 no. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm uh, my my handle my uh, screen name on Instagram is paulmichaeldavid.com. That's my all my names paulmichaeldavid.com. Okay, sounds great. So um, I want to thank our listening audience for tuning in to today's episode. I'd like to take a quick moment to um, thank our team who did a great job last year and looking forward to this year. Our engineer Paul Roberts. Who you guys can't see on video, but that's probably a good thing. <laughs> our producer, Andrea Ballin, uh, Shanti Ryle, and our executive producer, Kim Iverson. To listen to this show and any past episodes, you can check us out on higherpowerradio.com. That's H-I-R-E-P-O-W-E-R-R-A-D-I-O.com. Or Higher Power Radio on iTunes. Follow us on LinkedIn and Facebook at Higher Power Radio Show. Or you can follow me on Twitter at... Rick underscore Gerard. I saw him on Instagram too. <laughs> I should, probably should put that. <laughs> we have a, uh, another great show lined up for you guys next week. I want to wish um, all of you guys a, a productive first week in business. I'm your host, Rick Gerard, and you have been listening to the Higher Power Radio Show. Aloha. Thank you for listening to Higher Power with Rick Gerard on OC Talk Radio.